Well, welcome back to On Point. My name is David Peck, and we are going to continue our conversation and connect it to some of what we had been chatting uh, uh, with uh, uh, Paul about, this idea of inner peace. And and Paul talked about uh, meditation uh, blowing his mind and, and uh, somebody else in the film who had talked about, you know, the science of bringing your blood pressure down. And so we are, have a guest uh, who is a professor uh, of psychiatry and pharmacology at the University of Toronto. His name's Dr. Roger McIntyre. He's also the head of mood disorders and the psychopharmacology unit at the University Health Network. Dr. McIntyre, thanks for joining us on the show tonight. Great to be with you, David. Great topic. It, you know, it is a great topic, and I, I just feel like that I, I, I can't learn enough about it. And I, I, so I've started. Uh, you know, I'm just going to share this. I hope you don't mind. But I started sure. yoga about I'm yep. going to say seven or eight years ago. Restorative yoga. I'm one of those type A. You know, I, I've got to do lists about my to do lists. You know, and. <laughs> okay. And so I go to a restorative yoga practice and I had no idea what to expect and candles were lit and then incense was burning and I'm in the room with about 15 other people. And it, 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 was, it was a magical experience for me. It really was. Now, I will also admit I had a really tough time focusing. And so this right. idea of meditation, you know, before I knew it, I was, I don't know, rearranging my sock drawer, you know, changing the blade on my lawnmower, like just the craziest things would just come out of nowhere while I was trying to meditate yeah. and, you know, restore. But I, is it crazy to say it kind of saved my life? You know, I mean, it, 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 it really had a, had a serious impact on me, this idea of restoration. I wonder if you could talk a little bit about that, you know, as we are just coming off this interview about, you know, inner peace and meditation and, and trying to make, I guess, ultimately trying to make sense of the world, Dr. McIntyre. You know, I think your experience is, uh, is shared by many. Uh, in the sense that we have plenty of evidence now in the scientific circles to uh, demonstrate unequivocally that people who are, you know, taking part in meditation or yoga, and some, for some people, this type of uh, psychological state can be facilitated with spirituality. Uh, again, these things are not mutually exclusive. For others, it could be exercise. Um, for others, it could be music and sharing mm. music in, in, in a musical setting and musical therapy. Um, what that's telling us then is that there may be many different pathways to get to this mental or psychological state. And um, these pathways, uh, some are paved out more than others, but the endpoint might be common. It might be common. The second point is, is that the brain is so interesting. And the part about the brain that's always been so interesting to me is that if I ask the question, is the brain using more energy when it's at rest or when it's involved in a bunch of activities? Well, the answer is obvious. It has to be when it's involved in a bunch of mm. activities, but that's the of wrong course. answer. Right. The other way around. Right. The answer is more at, at, when it's at rest. Now, if I said to you, you know, are you burning up more calories lying on the couch or going for a run? You'd say, well, obviously it's a silly question, but it's actually counterintuitive. The brain burns more energy at rest. And what that means is, is that when our brain is at rest, meaning we're not doing, a, you know, doing mathematics, we're not doing our, you know, doing our, our books, we're not involved in some task. The brain is very active. It's reflecting, it's reverberating, it's kind of pruning itself and so on. It's good. Yeah, it's, it's, it, we see this in the MRI scanner. It's really remarkable. We call that default mode networking. And what's really, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the scientific That's awesome. 
it is the default mode. And this is not a theory. We actually see this in, in, in the MRI scanner, the brain scanner. And the part about this is that when people are really stressed um, and have really agonizing stress or take it to the next level, people have so much stress, they've now have a major depression, they have anxiety mm-hmm. disorders like that. Right. This type of thing is even more severely affected in the brain. You start seeing the, some of the circuitry not quite right. So what's really interesting is that when people take the time to focus, um, what's really happening, we think, is that there is an attempt um, by the brain to reset its rhythm. So when we talk about the heart, we always talk about the heart rhythm. And a lot of people have heart disease because the rhythm's off. Well, the brain has a rhythm. And when you're under a lot of stress, that rhythm gets knocked off its kilter. And when you're in yoga, exercise, in music therapy, maybe spirituality, it resets that rhythm. And that circuitry becomes better connected and people feel much less stressed, much less anxious, much less overwhelmed. And that sort of ah feeling, just that stress coming off you, that just relief uh, experience is in part because the circuits are resetting in a normal way. So this is not just some sort of theoretical construct. This has actually been shown in some really cool science. Dr. McIntyre, would would you say that it's taken a while for for the scientific community to catch up to that notion? Does that make sense? You know, like, for instance, I might ask a really hard scientist or a mathematician, do you even believe in inner peace? You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's just, well, that's liberal arts, you know, that's, that's just, that's just so emotive, right? Like where do we even begin with that? But what I think I'm hearing from you is, is, I don't know, more, more of an integrative approach uh, that, that I, I feel is, 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 is happening around us, but, but I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Oh, I I think you're on the mark. Look, we, we're, we're not just thinking creatures, we're emotional creatures. Mm. And we are emotional creatures and often very irrational in how we emotionally react to our worlds, sometimes rationally. Right. And, you know, and, and no, it's part of who we are. And, and look, I know that, you know, I think in part in the world of science, I'll just speak from the scientific perspective, is that, you know, things kind of come and go in terms of uh, focus and interest in scientific communities. And some things are developed more than others. And I think just for a variety of reasons, I think what we're talking about, the exercise, the yoga, the meditation, and various aspects, part of it's cultural, part of it's we're mm. very Western-centric, unfortunately, in how we, we've looked at medicine sure. and, and, and all of that. And I just think part of it is it's just been a little while to catch up. But I would say this, um, you know, I've been seeing people with depression. Uh, uh, that's all I've done for 25 years is help people with depression and bipolar illness. And and I would say that in that time, I've really now seen, as an academic, as a scientist, I've seen now what we're talking about really enter the mainstream. When I started, hmm. it was all considered kind of, frankly, a bit fluffy and not really well developed. Right. And, right. You know, and kind of, frankly, was probably not, not, not given the type of time it deserved. But I, I think the times have changed. And you know what? This morning, you know, here I was this morning reading the Wall Street Journal. And I'm reading more stories about this quiet quitting phenomenon. You know, people at work, but just sort of quitting, not really participating and kind of disengaged. And the first thought that came to my mind is how tragic that is. If, you know, I don't know what that really phenom is or if that's sure. really something transient. But I think my impression has been there's a lot of people who are just not very happy at their jobs, their lives, just sort of in a state of disquiet. Part of this, I'll blame the pandemic. But part of it, I think, happened to be a prelude to the pandemic. 
And I really wondered that in addition to anxiety that you and I are talking about, I think a lot of people feel very lost, mm. feel very purposeless. They feel very kind of blah, down and out. They, I'm not saying they have depression. They just feel really they're languishing along. And I think that in part, I think there's not only an engagement with the external world that's perhaps not as optimal as it could be, but also an engagement with themselves. Sure. The engagement goes outward and inward. So along with having all this stress, anxiety, and worry, a lot of people, I think, are really quite disconnected and disengaged. And I think what you and I are talking about are modalities of intervention that can help both of those outcomes. Absolutely. Dr. McIntyre, we're going to have to have you back on to talk about some of those modalities. Thanks so much for your time today, Uh, Dr. Roger McIntyre, Professor of Psychiatry and Pharmacology and U of T at the uh, University of Toronto, Head of Mood Disorders, uh, Psychopharmacology Unit at the University Health Network. I'm David Peck, and you're listening to On Point.